Welcome to the Game the Flayers podcast, episode 42. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators podcast. We like to talk about games. We recently picked up games we're currently playing, and there's nothing wrong with my targeting computer, Inflation Deflation Challenge. Uh, That's right, folks. We're uh, flying through the uh, Mos Eisley sky and taking down the Death Star. You know, what we've learned today is that... Uh, I know none of that is canon. Not at all. You know, I, we've learned today that I am terrible at Rogue Squadron, and I am equally, if not worse, at DDR. And, uh, yeah, I would, I can attest to both of those things. He has I, no uh, finger or foot dexterity. You know, I'd say I have finger dexterity. Foot dexterity, not so much. Absolutely very terrible at, uh, at DDR. Always have been. But I that's enjoy not what a good game of DDR, but, uh, you know, that's besides the point. That's not what we're here to talk about today, folks. We're here to talk about my recent pickups, Brian. What'd you get, John? So thank you, Game Grinder, for uh, this new $23 purchase that I um, came up with. He actually recently played, um, so Church from the Game Grinder recently played Radical Dreamers on the SNES. It is pretty much a sequel to Chrono Trigger slash uh, prequel to Chrono Cross, which is one of my favorite RPGs. I had no idea this existed. Uh, until recently, which is kind of scary. I guess I'm not a huge fan of the Chrono Trigger world or Chrono Cross world and like as much as he is to where he would just know, oh yeah, by the way, there's this random sequel that exists in between. So um, basically it is a text-based novel game where you just read the story and it has different visuals and things that go does on. Does it have decision-making? You know, I don't think it does. I think does it's it have just... waifus? I don't think it has waifus, uh, sadly It's not enough. a good visual novel, then. But you <laughs> you pretty much are playing or reading the story of Surge, who is the hero or main character uh, in Chrono Cross. And okay. so it's just really cool because it links those two worlds. It really makes me want to replay Chrono Trigger. It's been a, a number of years, and I know that Cartridge Club, for a game in a month, that's what they were doing. Um, I don't know if you're following them much on Facebook, but um, it's just pretty much a really cool group that I'm on, and... Uh, each month they have a different game of the month, and uh, you can play with them, tweet them, and all that good stuff. So, at Cartridge Club, and um, yeah, so Chrono Trigger was their game this month. I'm guessing that Game Grinder uh, played Chrono Trigger and was like, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and play this, you know, text-based game uh, that was never released in the U.S. It's an official game, you know. It's not like a, a fan-made." prequel or sequel or anything along those lines I'm assuming like it's, it's fan translated though i would assume so yeah because it, it was only released in japan but yeah it looks pretty cool so um i think it's supposed to be about 12 hours long overall i don't know how to save points or any stuff like that works um didn't know it existed i just saw it saw that i could get a physical release and said well screw it i'll pay 23 bucks to have it shipped from california there you so go. Uh, it'll be here in a few days uh that being said in terms of pickups i am Super excited for this coming week. So Collection of Mana. Is oh, yeah. Gonna, yeah, the, the physical release comes out. So I'm going to play through that, hopefully, uh, whenever I, I have some time to get through my backlog. And I've also had my eye on Concrete Genie, which I showed you a video of that one. Yeah, you sent me the trailer for that the other day. It looks uh, it looks like a really interesting game, to be sure. I yeah. really dig the style. Yeah, I dig the style. Very artistic, colorful. It has kind of that... Um, Reminds me of like a stop motion, like Paranorman. 
Yeah, I could see that. It kind just, of the visuals of the it, characters. It just looks really cool. For anybody who hasn't seen it, check it out on YouTube. There's a few trailers. Um, you're pretty much playing as a kid who has like this magic brush, and he brings his drawings to life in this world of just, you know, doesn't have any light, and it's just dark. And all these creatures begin to appear in the concrete and create like this living, breathing um, art world. And uh, at some point in the trailer, uh, this dark entity comes through and begins to consume everything. And that's kind of where it cuts off. So it looks really interesting. Looks like a pretty cool concept. Uh, very much, um, I guess, a third person adventure type of game. And uh, I don't know. I want to learn more about it. It's supposed to release for 30 bucks. It's on Amazon for pre-order. So that's a title I, m- I might look to pick up pretty soon. Cool. I think it releases in October. Uh, did you get anything? Uh, this week, I did not buy anything, but but I did play a ton of Zone of the Enders, and I'm almost done. I have two levels left, and I remember that these levels start to get pretty long because it's like not just one fight. It'll be like two or three fights with a bunch of drones, and it's just it takes starts taking a lot longer to get through these last few battles, but I've only got two more, so... I'm definitely going to have a full report on the first part of my three-part New Games Resolution. Done. Next week. I can't believe you're going to beat three games in one year. I'm going to see if I can do more. I'm going to ride off this right into the next one. So uh, I'm still playing Sukunin 2. I am back on the I can get 100% in this game with all the characters. So for a moment there, I was like, "Eh." You wavered. Yeah, I was like, do I want to just go ahead and play through it? I'm like, you know, the ending's already been spoiled for me. Could I look it up? Sure. But I'm just, I've worked so hard at this point to try and get the 100%. I'm like, I might as well just keep doing it. And the, the one area that's kind of deterred me is I have to get the four squirrel characters in the game, the flying squirrels. And... The only way to get them, and I learned there's actually a faster way to get them. So before it was, you have to go up and down in this area, like this part of a map, to, between three or four different towns, and they randomly appear in your party. Pain in the ass process. And I was like, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Well, I looked up a random game facts, and the guy was like, yeah, if you blink to a town, and then you exit and go to the next one like really fast, the squirrels will just automatically appear in your party. I'm like, okay, cool. Mainly because I missed my opportunity at the beginning of the game, uh, like seriously one of the first areas of the world where you go to behind a tree and you like hit x and the squirrels appear and you're like all right cool i finished that part those are the first characters i got um i screwed up missed that and yeah i ended up having to deal with this situation so playing sukin 2 really cool spoiler alert for anybody that plans on playing it ryan you're screwed because you're on the podcast um the character jowie i was telling you about that like backstabs you and goes and uh, joins Luca Blight, and he's part of the um, the Highland Army, right? So, crazy enough, he poisons his blood, all right? And it's like this long process to try and get Luca to become king. And so he poisons himself, like injecting uh, poisonous blood, but he's drinking antitoxin the entire time as well. So, at some point, they try to knight him, and they're trying to kill off the king, and the only way to get to the king is through a knighting process. And the knighting process involves drinking each other's blood. And so he poisons his blood, puts in this glass, the king drinks it, and then he dies, and then Luca becomes king, and there's a whole bunch of craziness that goes behind that. That was, I mean, this story just, I don't know, man, it just continues to get better. 
each time I play this game, there's always something cool that happens in the story, and I'm absolutely loving it. So if you haven't played Sukunin 2, it's already an instant classic for me. I love the first one. I'm loving the second one. I'm going to have to play the third and fourth one at some point, uh, just how good these are. And we finally beat Donkey Kong Country 3, my wife and I. Uh, we are on the path to get 103%. Uh, right now we're honestly in the, uh, the final like lost level area of the volcano and we're in the final battle at this point with, uh, I think it's Nautilus is his name. I, I forget the final boss's name. It's like a King K rule type of deal. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're in the final battle, uh, in his submarine that for some strange reason, his submarine is located in a lake in the middle of a volcano. Makes That's where I'd put my submarine. That's where I put my submarine too. Makes absolutely no sense, but that's the final battle. We're in there. We'll get the final banana bird. We'll end up getting the queen banana bird, get the 103%, and we can call that one done. There you go. So uh, that was pretty good. Now, anything else, Ryan, before we move on to our favorite section of the entire podcast? No, I think that I'll, uh, I'll save getting further into Zone of the Enders until next week once it's all done and I can talk about it because there's no reason to talk about the last little bit and then, you know, when I can just talk about the whole thing next week. So I'll go ahead and bypass that. So this week, we're going to be talking about games. We always like to talk about games, but this week we're going to be talking about a lot of games because there's a lot of stuff about games if you didn't know. So Indie World, uh, we read a, we checked out an article on uh, Gamescom 2019, our thoughts on the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. This was by Siddharth Patil of uh, Gaming Purist, and... You know, it's just a list of uh, a bunch of the announced titles. Uh, let's see. There's Risk of Rain 2, Torchlight 2, Super Hot, Hotline Miami, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, The Tourist, Fogs, Roki, a bunch of games that are coming out on the Switch. And, you know, me and my uh, indie Switch games, I love to get into those. And if anybody hasn't played it, Play Risk of Rain. Risk of Rain is amazing. I'm super excited for Risk of Rain 2, but you're not going to be able to appreciate what Risk of Rain 2 is without playing the first one. The first one is a retro pixel art, uh, side-scrolling, um, what would you call it, like a roguelike kind of. So you have various stages that have a start place and a portal at the end, and then that'll take you to the next stage. You choose a character class that has, you know, basic abilities and starting gear, and you go through the level killing things and collecting randomized loot that gives you different perks and stuff and kind of adapts into a kind of weird build thing that you do as you go on. Now, the longer, there's no time limit to how long you can take in a level, but the longer you take, the f harder the difficulty goes up. So if you spend a lot of time gearing up in the early levels, that difficulty meter is going to get bigger and bigger by the time you get to the later levels, which are already harder, and it's going to make them even harder. So you can race through with minimal gear to try to beat the difficulty counter to the end of the game, or you can try really hard to arm up. And this is all in, like, uh, cool space... Uh, side-scrolling adventure. Now, Risk of Rain 2 takes the same game concept, but turns it into a 3D first-person game. So it's going to be something totally the same, just from a whole different perspective, and I really can't wait to get on it. I've been excited for a long time, but I'm not much of a PC player, 
And as much as I'd like to get PC and play with my friends, I think I'm going to have a better time playing Switch and getting them to get Switch. Yeah, it makes sense, man. So on that list in particular, I was really excited to just see Ori in the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. Um, so Metroidvania and the art direction of this game just looks phenomenal yeah if I've, you've never seen it before it's truly a beautiful looking that's game the, and the soundtrack is amazing dude like that's the one thing that has drawn me to and it's actually drawn me to a lot of indie games recently is i don't know for whatever reason like i didn't play a lot of metroidvanias in the past but as of late i've been playing more and more of them and i'm really enjoying them a lot more than i thought i would and this one in particular art style looks fantastic um the overall music looks great. The fact that it's a definitive edition that will be on the Switch, I don't know, man. It's it's already got high reviews. It's a must-play, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to buy it at some point. And uh, it's also uh, really a collaboration between Microsoft and Nintendo. So this is part of that you know, thing that we had talked about a while back where Xbox Live and Nintendo Switch and that whole collaboration and what they're really what Microsoft and Nintendo are trying to accomplish in a, a partnership sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is actually, I think, from Microsoft Studios, uh, this particular game. So pretty cool. And it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a game that you have to see yourself and you definitely have to check out the trailer. It's going to be a must buy for me and a game that I really am looking forward to. Other games on that list, uh, you know, I'm not really too excited about, like, Hotline Miami. It's just not my style of game. Um, and what was the other one? Super uh, Hot. I've always wanted to play Super Hot, but the thing is, I'm going to wait for VR to play Super Hot because that's the best way to play it. Yeah, and, and dude, to your point, too, uh, Risk of Rain, that actually looked pretty cool, in my opinion. Uh, never, I didn't even know there was a Risk of Rain 1 until you yeah, obviously told me and, and I saw the article. Uh, so yeah, I'll give that one a shot too. But that one's exclusive to the PC, right? Um, or is this one of those like it's on Xbox for you know digital release and PC? No, yeah, I've seen it on Switch, the first one. Because oh, so I, like I, a digital I, only. Yeah, I think it's on my uh, my wish list. Yeah, I don't think it's ever had a physical release, or if it did, it was through you know limited run or some such thing. Yeah, and one other thing, man, uh, that I've noticed recently is. I've really started to develop a, a greater taste for indie games, and it's one of the things I'm really starting to like about the Nintendo Switch a lot more than initially. So my first thought was, I'm going to get this console, I'm going to buy it to play Super Mario Odyssey, and pretty much any other game that's you know Nintendo-focused. I'm finding myself more and more interested in picking up a lot of these smaller indie titles, and that's really awesome in a sense, like supporting small studios, but at the same time having great games that really stick to their guns in quality and uh, really the art style and gameplay versus how much money can we make, how many copies can we pump out, how much content can we put on one title in particular. You know, looking at you, Fallout 76 and uh, Anthem and every other game that's, you know, failed in the last year. Live services. Exactly. So a lot of these indie titles coming out, it's just appealing to me recently in that I know that the game I'm going to get is going to be the proper amount of hours for me to enjoy the game. It's not going to be too much. It's not going to be too little. And it's really going to hone in on the quality versus how much can we sell. Um, so, yeah, any thoughts on that, man? Um, you know, I've been I've been talking about that for so long. You know, it's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite way to play the Steam library that I never made is on my Switch. I love all the indie stuff on there. I love getting a good deal on something super quality and i love that you know it's really gonna keep going 
forward and I think the switch I think the switch is going to be for me the console because of all these digital downloads and stuff that I'm putting onto it I think the switch is probably going to be that console for me that I always keep out you know my my 360 is in its box my Wii is in its box you know I have my PS3 out because I'm playing a game right now but I only ever really was using that for Netflix, and I have a Chromecast in that room now. So it's like I'll probably put that in the box eventually. A lot of these consoles that I don't have room to have set out, I think the Switch is always going to be an out-there console for me because it's just so easy to pick up and have access to this whole wonderful library of stuff and be able to take it with you wherever you go. And that's that's what makes these the best games because it's hard for me to sit at a computer and play games and focus in on that because it's just not how I feel comfortable playing games. So I think that uh, the more the merrier. Keep them coming, Nintendo. Yeah, man, uh, I'm right there with you. And and the Nintendo itself or Nintendo Switch is just so compact in a sense that for me it's set up you know underneath my TV in a little area. When I'm playing it, it's not sucking in a ton of dust, obviously, and until I notice Joy-Con drift and. To your point, it's easy to just pick up and play, have it in handheld mode, have it docked and play a game that way. It's just, I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I do. And I've actually more and more jumped into playing Nintendo Switch over things like my PS4 and my PS3 games. Well, if you're uh, looking for something to play on your PS4, though... We've got good news for anybody into the Yakuza series. So Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 all coming to PS4 uh, remake. Actually, Yakuza 3 is already out today. You can download it for $9.99. Yakuza 4 is coming out October 2019. And uh, on February 11th is uh, when 5 is going to come out. They're also going to release a... Uh, limited edition, two disc, all three games, uh, edition for fifty nine ninety nine. And if you look at the the pictures of it, it's really sharp looking. The packaging on it, I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty good deal for people who are into that series. I've never really played any of that series. I know they're fantastic, and I would like to try some of them. So I don't know if there's uh. Well, if got, it's necessary to do it sequentially, but well, I would like to try them out. I've got Yakuza 0. You can play that at any point. That's pretty much a prequel to the series. Kiwami 1 and Kiwami 2. I think I have Kiwami 2. No, Was I'm waiting one on of that. those just released on PS Plus a few months ago? Uh, I think it was Zero Okay. or Kiwami. One of the two. But Kiwami is the first Yakuza. Um, obviously redone. So mm. it's not a remaster. It's a complete remake. Um, and Kiwami 2 is also a complete remake. I also bought Yakuza 6 recently uh, on the PS4, so I have that. And then uh, to clarify, these are remasters. So uh, 3 was on the PS3, uh, 4 was also on the PS3, and I believe 5 was released digitally uh, for the PlayStation 4. However, there was no physical release. So for anybody out there that likes to collect these series, uh, you're obviously going to be able to get a physical copy of Yakuza 5 for the first time uh, in this package and uh, it's going to be 59.99 when it's released i've already got three and four so i'm a little disappointed because i already owned those two titles and um 
you know, but it'll be cool to get number five. And this is one that I'm going to wait for it to drop in price. It's a remaster of a few of the different games and obviously a re-release of a physical version for uh, number five. So $59.99 coming out. If you, It's a pretty good deal, though, for three games, and those are, like, massive games, yeah, but I've right? Got, I've got two of them already, though. Well, but, I mean, for anybody who's new to the series, anybody who hasn't yeah. had it, this is a great investment. If you're new to the series, yes, it's a great investment. Um, now, to point out, the Yakuza series, from what I've noticed on PS4 releases with Best Buy in particular, takes easily three, four months, and the game drops in price. Now, the one thing I would say, though is if you really want to see more of these games released in the United States, or really west, just out of Japan in general, or I guess east of Japan, um, pick it up at full price and support them, because this shows is a shows the seri- interest in the market. Yeah, it shows the interest in the market, and the more of these games coming out west, the better. I mean, these are just great titles in Japan. They're always super hesitant, at least Sega is, to release these games into the United States in particular, uh, because it's never had a huge pickup. Like, the audience has just never really been there. And so I'm really stoked to see them supporting this series here in the U.S. and uh, continuing releasing these games. So, yeah, we'll see. And then they also released uh, Judgment, which is by the same, which is by Sega as well. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, so that's another title that you should look into if you're a fan of the Yakuza series or really interested in getting into them. So... Zero, Kiwami, Kiwami 2, they're at great prices right now. I think Best Buy recently at Kiwami 2 for 30 bucks, And Yakuza 6 has dropped drastically in price over the last few months. So all really good pickups. Great way to get into the series. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing them. I've been waiting for something like this because I want to play them in sequential order, to your point. And uh, I'm stoked. Well, John... That's not enough numbered remakes of games. Aren't there any more numbered remakes of games coming out that I could get? Uh, maybe eight of some sort. I mean, is that kind of a number? Uh, That's right. Around? Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. So uh, this is a, a great little set of screenshots you could check out. This was uh, in an article on Twisted Voxel by Ali Hader. Or Ali Hadir, I think is what it actually is. So it's... um. It's just some shots of Final Fantasy VIII, the original, next to the new remake. So according to this article, and I thought it was fishy when they released all those, you know, ports and remakes and, you know, graphical bumps and stuff for all the other games, except for eight a few months ago on Switch. So now we know why, you know, they lost the source code to the original. They had to go in and do a bunch. But you know what? These screenshots, they look. They look really good when you look at them. I mean, they did more than just kind of, you know, in zoom and enhance or whatever you would do. I don't know. But yeah, this it really, looks really good. This really isn't touch-up. I mean, this is honestly remastered. I mean, when you look at it. Now, it's not... Re- so, for those of you that are looking at remaster, remake, it's not like they're taking Final Fantasy VIII and putting it into the same style as the new Final Fantasy VII. No. This is really just taking the existing game and polishing it a ton i mean you're putting in certain sections eyeballs where squall doesn't have eyeballs well it says here it's not just a visual upgrade but square enix has reportedly reworked everything to release this on modern platforms they lost the source code for the original final fantasy so there's a lot more effort in this remaster so i don't know what that translates to and we'll probably find out more closer to its launch which is going to be in september september 3rd i think is what it says 
So we'll have to see exactly what else is different. I never played Final Fantasy VIII. What? This does it. Yeah, this is not something that's really up on my radar, but for apparently you and other people out there, this is going to be a big deal. This is a game that I know a lot of people want to see and want to play again. And I think that this is going to be a good new way to do it. It's going to be $20, which is, you know, it's not cheap, but it's not expensive. It's kind of right there with what I think is fair for something like this. Well, and considering it's like pretty much a full-blown remaster for this game, there's a lot of time and effort that's been put into redoing this game um, to where it's at now per those screenshots. So really, I mean, you are putting in a lot of support for those developers that worked on this. And, uh, and busted their ass to make it happen. Now, me playing it again, dude, I've beat that game three times and pretty heavily each time. It's probably been a good 10 to 12 years, and eh, probably longer than that, probably 15 years since I actually played it. And um, I might jump into it. I don't know. We'll see. No, I guess it's less than about 12 years, I guess, since I last beat it. And when I beat it, it was probably within a one-year time span each go-around. It's one of my favorite Final Fantasies, and uh, it's a definite must-play if you haven't played it yet. I There's... think I checked out a little bit. Wasn't there a demo of this included with Brave Fencer Musashi? Uh, probably. On the PS1? If you hold that thought, I will pull it off my shelf, and yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, you go check that out. So um, I think that I think that it's going to be something that i might check out i know my wife's definitely gonna get it so i'll i'll definitely see this game played in my house if i'm not actually playing it myself but uh what has it got yep right there final fantasy 8 demo disc and brave fencer musashi i called it i had i had a bunch of weird games like that like you know i bought zone of the enders for zone of the enders but everybody else only bought it because it came with the metal gear solid demo i have that version actually yeah, and then it's like, I was one of the people, just like everybody else, I bet Final Fantasy Type-O just for the demo of uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, which was way better, I think, than the original, than the actual combat system, but we won't get into that. We've talked about that before, I think, a long time ago. Yeah, we talked about it probably 12 episodes ago. But one thing I do want to talk about, if we're all done with this, are you done with this? Uh... Yeah, I think I'm done with this. I mean, okay, so what we're yeah. going to move on to is China. China and Dota TI 2019. China. So it's going really good. I'm doing pretty good. So I'm actually tied for first in the Bronze League on Strafe. I got 844 points for my picks. I, uh, I Wait, wait, are you talking like NCAA tourney for Dota? Yeah, so you've got this uh, thing, and it shows you all the things, and you get to pick who you want in the matches. And so far, I've only lost. I did terrible in the uh, in the uh, what do you call it? The group stage. In the group stage, I did absolutely horrible. I think I was negative, like nine hundred points or something. So you're like all in on this. But I've climbed up. I'm now at eight hundred and forty-four points. I only had one wrong pick. I thought Alliance could beat Royal Never Give Up, but you know. They uh, misclicked on that uh, that gyro, and there was no coming back from that. It would have been a good story, though. But it's going really good. The tournament's shaping up really good. Um, so tonight, we're looking at uh, day, uh, day two of the main stage. We're going to start off tonight 
with who's first on the schedule tonight. We're watching OG versus Newbie, and I've got OG. Well, you said OG is last year's champion, right? OG's last year's champion, and they're shaping up pretty good. I mean, they did really well in uh, group stages. They wound up coming in uh, first in their group with a 6-2-0 record. And that's actually the lead of everybody in there, which is surprising. I, I didn't know if they were going to bring it hard, but they brought it hard. And I'm hoping that they're going to give uh, a lot of these Chinese teams because we got PSG LGD and Vici Gaming also topping off the charts with uh, Secret and Evil Geniuses not far behind. Now, what I'm really excited for is going to see if any of these lower bracket teams are going to make a huge run all the way through the lower brackets and see if uh, somebody like Infamous can pull off like a massive upset or even Mineski. I know that uh, they're both down in the lower brackets and waiting to see if they're going to have to fight a newbie OG or secret EG, but either way, they're going to have it really in for them. But I love to see one of those teams in the lower bracket, make that run all the way up and be like, Hey, we're here. And uh, you know, we're going to take it. I love a story like that, but we'll see. We'll see. This could also be the first year that we get, you know, Gabe Newell said in the opening statements uh, or opening announcements after the performance, like, Let's see if we get a double repeat winner because nobody's ever won twice. No player, no team has ever won twice. So I'd like to see, I'd love to see either Kuro and Liquid take it. I'd love to see OG and Big Daddy take it. Big Daddy no tail out there. When is the final, by the way? Uh, the finals is going to be uh, August 24th at... Uh, 11 p.m. our time. So that's what, it's Saturday? Uh, it's a... Sunday. I think it's a... Well, four days from now. Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Saturday. So, do you want to watch that final together? I just need to watch at least the, the well, Super it's at Bowl. A, it starts at 11 p.m. our time. And your point is? Well, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's going on. I was thinking about it, but I might just uh, wait till Sunday and watch it. Well, how long are the matches? Uh, about an hour, and the finals is a best of five. Oh, so it's going to be five hours? Uh, yeah. So Sunday, I should go to your house in the morning. Well, I was already planning on it. I managed to drag a couple of the other guys in to watch it the last few years, so maybe we can do that at somebody else's house that's got some more room and couch set up. I mean, I do. We could check it out, maybe. Do we just stream it on the TV? Yeah, just through Twitch. Okay. Yeah, check it out on Twitch, everybody. You know, go out there, support esports. This is really the only esport that I watch, but... I think it's a great time. I've been loving it. You know, they, they're they very aware. You know, the casters say all the time, you know, hey, if you're just somebody that tunes in once a year to check this out, because it it balloons. The, the scale and scope of this tournament is amazing. Like, you get on and there's hundreds of thousands of people watching. I mean, what's the prize pool this year? Is $15 million for the winning team? The total prize pool is up to $33 million. It's uh, it's obviously grown it's since good. you started watching it. Oh, yeah. I feel real bad for the teams that were in, like, TI 1 and 2 when it was, like, not even close. And then, it, like, the next year it jumps up to, like, 10 million or something crazy. That's crazy, yeah. No, I definitely want to check that out for you, man. I know you showed me 
about a year ago when we first started even talking about joining up for was podcasts. So, yep. yeah, I definitely need to check that out with you. Well, now, um, that's what's that's what's going on in the Dota world. Now, uh, what's going on in our inflation deflation world? So, everybody, inflation deflation challenge this week. We are checking out uh, Star Wars woke rogue <laughs> woke squadron woke squadron woke squadron, squadron for uh, the N sixty four. This was developed by Factor Five Studio and Lucas Arts. Uh, published by Lucas Arts. Designers were Mark Hay Hutchinson, you mean Mark, and uh, Holger Schmidt. Released December ninety eight and. You know, this game had great scores. It was a solid 8 out of 10. Everybody really enjoyed this. I loved this game growing up. I never owned it, but I rented it all the time from Blockbuster, and I had a great time finally being able to be an X-Wing pilot and fly the Millennium Falcon and what's an A-Wing? You know, all that good stuff. We also learned that I'm absolutely terrible at this game and probably crashed five times in the first... I got a game over before I even killed an enemy. Yeah, we had a real rough time starting this, and I don't know if we were accidentally on a hard mode or what was going on. There were some parts that I just was just flying and it was like oh no i've been shot yeah we struggled when we maybe should not have struggled but we still had fun you know we tried to have fun i had fun you had fun i I just i was just absolutely terrible dude no more rogues i mean woke squadron no more woke squadron no more woke squadron so uh i think that john has something that he needs to admit to the audience before we start this you told me something awful earlier but go ahead and repeat it for the class what, that I don't like playing Star Wars games? He doesn't like playing Star Wars games. Oh, dude, I hate Star Wars games with a passion. The only game I ever really enjoyed was Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the Xbox. And even then, that was a... That was a great that, game. That was pushing it for me, even then. I, what it is just, it about Star Wars games you don't like? I don't know, I know, know they're dude. not always the most polished. That's probably what it is, is that they're just not very well polished. Um, the firing on the... Uh, dude, like, the hidden enemy is the biggest pain in the ass in those games. It's just not, I, I don't know. There's just something about them that I just don't like. So they're not polished well. It, you know what it reminds me of? Every single one of their games reminds me of those like movie-to-game titles that when we were younger, they would always release. Like, oh, the Transformers movie came out. Let's release a Transformers game that just absolutely sucks. It that was like Transformers that. Platinum game is really good. Oh, no, I'm talking about the movie-based ones. Yeah, the movie tie-in games. Yeah, movie the movie tie-in games are usually shovelware. I mean, I had a You know what? Yeah, even I don't know. shovelware I is loved, just pushing it. I loved Star Wars games. I played a ton of the Phantom Menace game. I played a ton of Pod Racer, Rogue Squadron, uh, the Rogue Squadron 2 for GameCube. Now, I did like playing... I think KOTOR was on the PC. I never ago. played much KOTOR. That one I did like a little bit, but again, it's just Star Wars games. We're probably going to like lose every possible Star Wars fan that listens to our podcast. I like but... Star Wars. John sucks. Okay, so we might keep him. Uh, <laughs> I've just always hated Star Wars games. See, okay, so how much is that influencing your decision here? So let's get down to brass tacks. So we got complete inbox i think you mean blast tax complete inbox 1999 now this is down right now uh it's actually holding steady for the last few weeks but this peaked at 2606 back in april of 2018 so it's not wising that's for sure no it's not wising <laughs> and the uh loose version is uh 754 and it's uh 
it peaked at 997 uh, just a couple months ago in June, and it's heading down. So some people are just selling it on the cheap, just trying to unload it right now, I some guess. Some people are really says. just agreeing with John, and then Star Wars games suck. Yeah, right. You're ahead of us on this one, folks. So if you're looking to get this game, it's really not going to cost you a whole lot. Now, I think that this is a wonderful game. I think the box art is really good. I like the look of uh, what they put together on the box and the cover of this game. And I'm going to say that for 20 bucks, I would pick up like a nice clean looking copy of this game just to have it because I think that I think it's a fun game and it reminds me a lot of my childhood. And if I had an N64 and the time to sit down and play through this whole game, I would totally do it. Well, I can put you a test on that. I can loan you an N64 controller, memory card, adapter. Uh, I've got Zone of the Enders to beat, John. Don't bother me. <laughs> you just said that you'll play this game. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go on the idea that you think this game is deflated, and you are uh, definitely down to pay more for this if you could. I, I think that for nostalgia's sake, and if it was a good, clean-looking box, I'd pay 25 bucks for this game. Okay, so um, we didn't even check out the multiplayer either. Good thing we didn't, because you'd destroy me. So, uh, you know, you know when a balloon is it like just that split second before it's about to pop? That's where I'm at with this. Like it's so inflated in my mind that it it just it's about to pop, but it, it's not. And uh, I wouldn't even. This is really just bias at this point because I so hate Star Wars games. Well, now what about look at? Let me give you a different light to look at this in. So, anybody who doesn't know any new listeners, hey, thanks for joining us. Check us out on all our social media at uh, the Game Deflators, except for on Twitter where it's Game Deflators because you can't put a thub before it because it's not long enough. Good time, Ryan, because they can also hear us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, yeah, and all listen your major podcasts because we're there too. Yeah, or keep listening here. But anyways, let me tell the people out there. So John is the big collector here. John likes to collect RPGs for Sony consoles. Now, there's got to be people out there because I know there's people who love Star Wars and they collect Star Wars memorabilia, Star Wars action figures, Star Wars DVDs, Star Wars books, Star Wars this, Star Wars that. There's all kinds of people who like collect Star Wars. There's got to be people out there who are looking to build their Star Wars game collection. Now, if you were to be somebody who loved Star Wars and wanted to collect Star Wars games, and for some reason you didn't have this game for a collector... $5. $5. If you're a collector and you plan on playing this game. Why just $5? You don't think the game... You think the game is that bad? Uh, Again, doesn't look very well polished. Um, I don't know how many times... It was an 8 out of 10 when it came out. Uh, Well... Eight out of ten people were smoking something. Oh my gosh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I'm just I'm not a fan of Star Wars games, and this one just did not convince me further. In fact, that this just kind of increased my hatred towards the Star Wars game franchise. Like Lucas can, I, I don't know, I don't want to say it on our podcast because it's not appropriate. Well, best you not then. Best I not. So. Yes, I think this game is heavily inflated at its 750 price range because, yes, I'm completely biased against this. Um, 
You were mentioning that I am a big RPG collector. The other thing, though, is I am big into platformer games. I do like racing games. I love sports games. There's a lot of games I like. I even like games like Ace Combat and other fighter, you know, jet type of titles. This is just a game I absolutely hate. Not a fan of it. Well, you heard it hurt. You heard it here first, folks. John is biased. Yes, John is biased and sucks. And you know what's funny though? I might suck a lot at DDR because that is the other game that we can tie into this as me being equally terrible, if not worse. I still like the DDR series, regardless. And uh, that I would rate much higher than any Star Wars game. So just to give you that, you know, food for thought. All right. Well, I will never ask John to play another Star Wars game on this show. Oh, no, we, folks. we can. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Uh, actually, oh, hold on. No, not every Star Wars game that I hate. I absolutely loved playing Return of a Jedi on Super Nintendo. Oh, really? Yes. Isn't that the super hard one? It is. Wow. But platformer style, and you're going through, and uh, there's a slave land job at a hut. All right. Well, I'll have to see you uh, try this game sometime. We should actually, uh, I would say next week, but you really are dying to play some hockey on the SNES. So, the official word on Star Wars Rogue Squadron, I'm going to say that this game is deflated. I think it's a great game at its price, and I think that I would be willing to go a little bit higher for a clean inbox copy. But I think holding steady at $20, that's great. If you're into Star Wars, pick it up. Don't listen to me. I'm completely biased. Um, if you hate Star Wars games equally as much as I do, but for some reason love Return of a Jedi, uh, then yeah, don't buy this game. Stay away from it. So, uh, uh, but we'll stay with Ryan's point. Uh, pick it up if you enjoy Star Wars. Yeah, so uh, let us know what you thought about this episode somewhere out there. Hit us up on social media. Hashtag light side if you agree with me. Hashtag dark side. If you think John sucks. That's not And you fair. agree with him. If I suck and you agree with me. Or. Or. We'll or, give the people the or, choice. So if they think you suck. Hashtag John and sucks. And if they agree with you. Or if they agree with you. It's whatever. A, it's a good thing I control all of our social media <laughs> so nobody will ever hear that. And I can just edit this out. Will I? No, because I'm lazy. Well, join us next week, folks, as we uh, go way back in time and play some hockey with uh, our boy Wayne Gretzky on the Super Nintendo. Dude, I absolutely love these games. The hockey games, I played countless hours. In fact, this particular copy, if I am correct, is my old Blockbuster rental that I ended up just purchasing as a kid because I wanted to play it so much. Well, there we go. I'm excited. You get excited. And we'll see you guys next week on the Game Deflators. Did you just question who we are, Ryan? I don't know. You didn't say my name. I didn't say your name. You didn't say your name either. I, I didn't say my name. What's going on? Okay, okay I'm John. I, I'm Ryan. I'm John. This is backwards. I'm John. I'm Ryan. And we are the, the Game, Game Deflators. Deflators.